You know, I had the uh, voiceover guy. I'm the guy, the voice of Barney who does our voiceovers. Mm-hmm. I had him do a intro that involves three guys trying to find personal happiness. And I, I may have used it once. I don't know. I just feel kind of lame putting it on there because I'm like, this is too earnest. <laughs> My 90s teenager self just won't let me be that earnest. We're pretty earnest, you know, when you, yeah. when you think about it. Three developers, one mission, build a business to nurture personal fulfillment. It's not stupid. It's Founder Quest. The uh, Badger Life was the title of my the blog post I did, uh, too, that was kind of on this topic. Oh, that's right. Um, Josh is the expert at Badger Life. At it. We'll just have him um, talk the whole episode. No. <laughs> Monologue. I mean, you want to have an episode, right? So, <laughs> my talent is like just uh, breaking the tension with, with dumb jokes. Oh, I thought that was my talent. Well, so, uh, well so apparently is... we're in trouble because that's because <laughs> Ben's the only one who can actually like talk cohesively. <laughs> so, Josh, what, yeah. what was your motivation for writing that blog post? Um, I think just uh, kind of sharing our view of the world. And, um, you know, I think we found a certain level of success with this now. And it's been something that we. It's something that we've been, uh, it's, it's a kick that we've been on for a while. And I think it's re- one of the reasons we started the business was, um, we weren't really starting the business to have, I think like as a carryover from the last episode, um, we didn't really start the business to be some sort of like, you know, to get us a bunch of fame and power, anything like that. I mean, uh, maybe star, maybe started. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like we always, I, I, I think like, the book that I had read, uh, and this is probably corny because like, yeah, it's, I don't know if it's a uh, like cliche at this point, but I remember like I had just read the four hour work week <laughs> and I was like, you know, I want to, I want to start something that like, you know, doesn't kill me and, and still makes a good living and, and all that sort of thing. And, um, helps me achieve my financial goals and stuff. And so, uh, yeah, so, I, you know, I wrote this blog post, uh, I think it was like, Last was the last year. I think it's been a little while since I wrote it, but it's yeah, I was just kind year? of talking about how we do things. Yeah, wow. I think it was. It was already a year year ago since I wrote that. Uh, maybe I, I was going to say it seems like a decade ago, but yeah, I would say I would guess two years ago. It's that's just because I, I have a small child, so I yeah I again same here. So I I don't have much of a concept of time at this point. But I, I don't, I, I have a feeling it wasn't as long as we're thinking, um, long ago as we're thinking. Yeah. So the, the post was called Badger Life and it sort of describes sort of how we work, the things we, uh, value as a company and man, the response to this was amazing. Like people were getting in touch with me. They're like, how do I do this star? And I was like, I don't know, man, get lucky. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh no, I just, I just ruined the podcast. No, everything's going to unsubscribe now. Uh, Gosh, star. I know. I know. Well, I know like when ben, we were... Ben's the one who knows everything. <laughs> I'm just along for the ride. We've, uh, we had a few people mention that, you know, that we, when we were hiring, um, as we, we've hired a few, a uh, few people recently, um, after being a company of three for a long time. And, uh, and we've had people tell us that, you know, through that hiring process that they had read, um, this blog post. And it was one of the things that made them want to, uh, to work with us. So a question for you, Josh, it, are, are we a lifestyle business? Are we a lifestyle business? I freaking hate the term, but I would say we probably are. Wait, what? 
I love the term. I, I, I will you come do? out yeah. fully in favor of the term lifestyle <laughs> business. And I will tell you why. Because for me, this business is about maximizing the lifestyle that I want to have. And that's, I totally embrace the idea of creating a business or creating an environment, I guess, even in a more general sense, creating the environment in which you want to live. I'm a big mm -hmm. believer in the whole sphere of concern, sphere of influence thing. And if I can grow my sphere of influence to encompass the things that I'm really concerned about, if I can make my environment, my world, my universe exactly how I want it to be, boom, I'm all about that. Right. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm totally on board with you there, but <laughs> Yeah. I just, I just don't like, I just don't like the term and, and how, you know, it gets thrown around in a lot of different ways online. It's, it's a, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the term growth hacker to me. Like it's just one of those terms that people kind of throw at anything. And it's like, you know, it, it's used like flippantly sometimes like, yeah. so are you guys kind of more of a lifestyle business? Yeah. Like, you know, implying that, you know, you're not a real business and yeah, you probably, it's probably, you know, it's kind of like, is this a full-time thing for you? Right. Um, yeah, we're really yeah. like doing multi-level marketing. It's kind um, of like a passive aggressive like jab. Stay tuned everybody for a lovely segment about our essential oils that we're selling. <laughs> now, I'm, and, and if you like those, I've, I've got some candles for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big believer in embracing those terms. Like I agree that that term has been used in... in Wait, are we taking it back? What? What? Are we taking it back? Are we taking back the word lifestyle business? <laughs> yes, exactly. We're going to own yes. it. Okay. You, guys, you guys can't see this, but um, the look on Star's face is just pure joy right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. It's been used in a lot of uh, negative connotation. And I hear you. I, I understand where you're coming from. But I, I'm a believer in like, you, you grab that by the horns, you just rest control of that <laughs> whole phrase. And you'd be like, I'm going to own this. I'm going to take it. It's mine. And I'm going to make it okay. what I want it to be. So that's... I'm, I'm, on, I'm on board with that. Right. I'll, I'm I'll take on, it back with you. I'm on this train, Ben. All right. Excellent. Excellent. I'm 100% on board. Uh, you know, some people may accurately say that I'm very opinionated and I have very strong opinions. And, and some people might even say that I might be a know-it-all, but I, I, I don't think I'm a know-it-all. But... I would never say that. But I do have very strong opinions about like my work and the way my life should be. And if I can have things my way, why not? Right now that has, <laughs> that has caused me some problems. Interpersonal relationships have suffered as a result of my headstrong nature. That's, I can totally own that. Uh, at the same time, when I try to get things my way, then, and it actually works out my way, that makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who would have, well, who cool. would have thought? <laughs> so if we're, um, if we're taking it back, if we're, if we're redefining the, the, the phrase lifestyle business um, around us, like what, is, mm -hmm. what does that mean to us? Like what is, what is our brand of the lifestyle business? To me, that's, that's getting paid well to work on things that I enjoy doing and uh, providing service to a, a great group of people. Like I, I really honestly believe in the whole service mentality that we're here to serve our customers. And I care very deeply about developers, our, our chosen customer group, developers like us having a great daily experience with the tools that they have. And to me, like the ideal is I get to do interesting things, interesting work, serving that community and I get paid well doing it. Like I, what, what more could I ask for? Uh, a private airplane. Oh yeah. The private jet. Yeah. We, was that from last episode yeah, was or this, was that this yeah. episode? Well, if anybody okay. wants to give me a private jet, I'll be happy to try that out and let you know how that lifestyle just goes up. I, you know, where would that, where would that put me on the treadmill? Like if I got the private jet, what would I want next? Spaceship. 
obviously. I mean, look at look at all the billionaires now. Yeah, they all got spaceships. That's that's true. I'll think about that. But <laughs> but really, like owning owning that lifestyle business to me is about okay. What what to you makes I don't know. I, I'm even just simple. It really comes down to me being happy, right? Like we talked about in the last episode about that sandwich shop and how they would be happy, like not having 30% growth as long as they're having, you know, people coming in the door every day, getting their sandwiches and they're in that business for 20 years, they're happy. Uh, that's cool. Uh, that wouldn't make me happy because that's not what I'm interested in doing. But if I can make my business uh, t- uh, configured to my happiness, like I was the kind of person when I, when, I, when I worked for other people before I was unemployable as a founder, uh, I would always have opinions about how things should be. Like I would see how my boss was doing it or how my boss was doing, you know, doing this or that, the other thing. And now I think I could do that better, right? Or I have a different idea. And no one was asking me, you know, probably wisely. Uh, but I always had my ideas about how things could be better, in my opinion anyway, right? And so when I founded my own company, then I got to like do that, right? I could say, hey, I think it should be done this way. And then I did it that way. And I got to find out, you know, one way or the other, if it actually was better, right? So I think to me, a lifestyle business for someone who is a, a, a person that has strong opinions about how things should be, a lifestyle business is a business where I get to choose everything about how I work. Like I, I get to choose who I work with. I have awesome co-founders. I get to choose the technologies I work with. I have, you know, I love Ruby and I love Linux and I have built our stack around those things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love uh, just working with developers. And so I chose, chose them as a customer. I don't know. I guess I just, I'm all about optimizing my happiness. Yeah. Is this, is there, is, is there a little bit of like uh, Richard King in there too? Um, is that what it is? Where you, where you want to be king? Definitely. Yeah. 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 Like um, we've talked about this before. Somebody was like, do you want to be rich or do you want to be the king? Yeah. I think, yeah, it was Jason. Was it Jason Cohen? Yep. That wrote about that originally. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we want to be rich and king, but um, I mean, rich is kind of relative. So. Yeah. So how does this work? Do we each have like um, our own kingdom? Am I like king of the north? Oh, I like that. We've talked about this since we're, we're we kind of like, you know, we we're a little different, and then then that we don't like collaboration at Honey Badger. Um, we all like we like our silos. We talked about that before, um, and I think we just we just need to take this one step further and each have like our own factions. You okay. know, like we Ben has more. his Ben has his horde. Um, like or gangs. whatever, you know, or I have my horde. Like I've got, I typically work with like a lot of contractors and stuff on, you know, our, uh, our open source libraries and things. So, you know, like that, those can be, uh, you know, that's like my, my horde of open source developers. And then, and Ben can have some, uh, you know, he can have Ben Finley and, and Kevin, um, you know, kind of his like, so we need to get star, uh, um, I think star gets the dragons. The, people. the dragons. Oh, that's nice. Um, nice. I might go with puppies instead. They're cuter. <laughs> I don't really want to like. Star just has the puppies. <laughs> you know, I hear bad things happen to that woman with the dragon, so I don't really want to go that route. <laughs> I have an admission to make. I haven't watched any of those. Like, oh yeah, I, have not, I haven't watched them since like three seasons ago. I don't even know what. Are it's we about. talking? Like, <laughs> are we talking about Game of Thrones? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Breaking Bad. We're talking oh. about. <laughs> I have I have watched Breaking Bad. I'll tell you one thing though. Uh, the Badger life for me is not so that I can binge watch Game of Thrones in my free time. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that I've felt strongly about, like my entire career was not overworking, like not work. I was never into overtime. Like I, I would go into a job interview and after I was reasonably sure that they were interested in hiring me, like I wouldn't lead out with this, but you know, later on in the conversation, I would say, there's something you need to know about me. I'm not going to work more than 40 hours in a week. And, uh, you know, for some people that's a turn off. They're like, well, we, you know, we expect you to work 60 hours a week. So goodbye. Where's you know? your passion? Where's your passion, Ben? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. My passion is not for working overtime, I guess. Don't you want to change the world? Uh, yes. My world in my way. Oh, nice, nice, nice comeback. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so that was a big deal to me, like that we created an environment where that's not a, an expectation. And, and honestly, I think the whole 40-hour work week is outdated. You know, the mm -hmm. idea that you, you, you're in a, in a factory and that's the maximum you could work, great. The idea that you are a thought worker or a developer or, you know, some sort of person that uses their brain all day long and you have to work at least 40 hours a week, I think that's, that's old news. I, I just don't think that works, mm -hmm. you know. I, there are days when I can work... When I can work eight hours, 10 hours, boom, and I have a, a lot of productivity, but those are rare. I'd say much more often, I have a good solid four hours of intense, deep, productive thinking time, maybe six hours, and then I'm, I'm done. Like my brain's like, okay, you're done. You're going to go think about something random or, you know, you can do some, some random tasks, you know, maybe some things that are useful and, and necessary. But you're not doing mm -hmm. that hard work of, you know, writing some awesome code or, or whatever, solving those deep problems. Not eight hours a day every day. No, sir. Yeah. So for our, our recent um, our recent job posting and hiring thing, we uh, would we list like a 30 hour work week? Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's an approximation because like, I mean, there are some there are some weeks when you're really into it. Right. And you can do those eight, 10 hour bursts and you're like, yeah, this is awesome. Uh, but that's not sustainable long term. And so I think yeah. overall, it's more reasonable to expect a 30-ish hour week week. So, so question, um, actual business question. Uh, I don't think we put that in our um, job posting for the, the marketing uh, position. Do, did we ever tell uh, Ben, ben Finley? That, <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't expect that, that you know, he has to work more than, uh, than Kevin. <laughs> than the rest of us? Yeah. yeah. Maybe someone should, should mention that to him. Well, we didn't actually have a job posting for the marketing thing. That just, that just happened. Yeah. We're okay. kind of learning. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and no, he's, he's taking advantage of that non-40-hour work week for sure. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Or at least if yeah. he wasn't before hearing this episode, he's doing it now. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, for me, like, like I want to be able to work when I want and when it when I'm productive. So, like, kind of like you were saying, like being like, it's it's just dumb to work when you're when you're spent, and and like a lot of times, uh, if I go and do something else or, or switch, you know, g you know, go do, do something else I like to do um, that maybe I'm fresh for. Uh, you know, it'll, I'll come back and it'll, you know, something will hit me during that or, uh, you know, later in the day. And then maybe I'll have energy to go and, and work a little bit more or something. Um, but I don't have to. Yeah. And, and, and then on the other hand, like if I just don't feel like working, if I, if it's just like, you know, if it's not in me today for some reason, like then again, it's dumb to sit there and try to, you know, struggle through it. Um, when you're not going to produce your best work anyway. Um, and you could, use that time to enjoy something 
you know, something else. So totally. Yeah. There's nothing, there's a few things I hate more in life than, um, being at a point where I can't do any more like decent work, but having to sit in a chair and pretend like I'm working for another, you know, two hours or whatever until the, the, you know, it's five o'clock and time to go home. Yeah. Like, God, I hate that. That's just, yeah. Oh. If I, if I do that over an extended period, it's just, I think that's, that's like what tends to lead to, to like burnout for me, um, where I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. So, um, talking about burnout, this is, I'm doing a very like clever, like smooth seg into, um, yeah, and I was setting you up for that because I knew you. you wanted to go there, Star. So thank you. I don't yeah, know if we'll leave this in. We're both real smooth right now. Yeah, it's because <laughs> you got that new microphone. I can't wait to, <laughs> yeah. to to hear what it sounds like on the, the high quality. I can't too. Yeah, I, I, I want to see if it's if it, you're going to be getting all difference. the fan mail, Josh. <laughs> yeah, it's like who's that smooth voice, man? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about burnout recently. There was a big sort of discussion on Twitter, um, lots of people sharing their stories about burnout. And developers, it seems, it seems like developers tend to um, experience burnout more frequently than other industries. Like, you know, I, I hear about burnout a lot more um, when talking to developers and when talking to people who have sort of normal, you know, jobs. Is that just because um, developers are expected to have this sort of like all in passion for the project or is it just, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I kind of, I wonder if it's like, I mean, like I think the whole like thought worker thing might come into this because I think like there's some jobs that you can kind of just do repetitively. Like, I don't know, I could go dig ditches for eight hours a day and I mean, like physical activity and just like routines and stuff and, and do that for a long time. And I'm not expecting, you know, you know, I'm not expecting to like move the needle on how good of a ditch digger I am or something. Um, and that would be fine. Like, you know, I like routines, so I could get into a routine. Um, it's not the ideal thing. And that's obviously why I'm not doing that. But like, if I'm, if I'm doing more of like a, like a creative or I don't know, like a problem solving type thing, um, I feel like I start to get really like mentally worn out um, after a while. And yeah, it's hard to describe, but like over time that can kind of build up and, um, and lead to a lot of like doubt, like self doubt and just tiredness. And um, yeah. And one interesting thing I've noticed um, from our own discussion sort of in the company is that it seems like when we, and I think this is common amongst developers, but it seems like when we are personally feeling burned out, like one of the most clear options on the table, one of the things that we gravitate towards is uh, doing more work, like doing more projects and taking on more. What's up with that? I, th- I think, I think part of that is the, the, and maybe part of why you, you feel you see burnout as an issue more with software developers and perhaps other groups of people is there is this, this infinite backlog of work, right? Every software organization I've been in, including Honey Badger, has a backlog mm. of work that is, could really just take a, a really long time to get through. And you know that, Interesting. that even if you clear through that backlog, while you're doing that, more backlog is going to show up, right? More feature requests are going to come in or, you know, things will change that you have to update, you know, whatever. Yeah. There's always going to be more work. And so I know for me, like, I'm feeling like I've got to get this thing done. And sometimes 
not not in our case, we don't have external deadlines. We don't have, you know, project managers telling us that we have to launch on a certain date. But I know in a lot of software companies, that is a thing where it's, you know, we have this deadline, we have to meet this deadline, we have yeah. to do the death march. But we've got ourselves. Yeah, we, we push ourselves, oh. <laughs> you know, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and I think part of the problem is like, versus the ditch digger, like when, when you're digging that ditch, you know, once just, ditch there's is, a ditch yeah. right in front of you, it just goes forever. That's the nice <laughs> thing about digging ditches. I was going to say that, like. <laughs> so I, I think, I think that's part of the problem. Like we feel like if I can just get ahead and I could just, you know, get this crunch done or whatever, but in reality, the backlog is infinite. And yeah. at, at some point you feel like you it just becomes overwhelming. Yeah. So maybe that's why people want to move to like extra products, so like new projects, because in a new project, there's no backlog. There's no, uh, there may be deadlines, but there's not an overwhelming amount of stuff like pressing at you from all sides. Yeah. Right. It's like freedom. And, and uh, I mean, I guess it's even there in the words we use to describe it because we call new projects like greenfield projects. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about I, like, I, I haven't like, uh, like I haven't spent a whole lot of time like um, as a career software, you know, like actually employed moving from company to company. But I hear that's, you know, software developers change jobs a lot. Um, and I imagine to some extent, you know, it's not greenfield, but going into a new company, you're not familiar with their backlog yet. And you haven't personally like, like uh, taken personal responsibility for any of it. So I can see how that's, um, there's probably a little bit of that greenfield feeling yep. uh, going to a new job as well um, as the, like what you were just talking about star with a, with like a, a greenfield project. That's a good point. Definitely. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day and I think like among all my developer friends, I may have been at my job the longest, like by far. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's rare for, uh, people and in our segment of the industry, startups, uh, small startup uh, businesses, and so on, to to be in a, one position for several years, and I think yeah. these uh, issues are definitely at play there. You know, it's it's taken me a while to really convince myself, like telling myself, look, you know what, there's always going to be more work to do. You know, as soon as you finish this thing, there's going to be another thing, yeah, and it'll still be there tomorrow. You can go ahead, you can shut down the laptop and you can go do something else and you can come back to work tomorrow and keep working on it. The, I, th I think my career skill it could be just to create backlogs. And so if I, if I could just like start at, you know, I work at Honey Badger, I just make this awesome backlog and then just move to another, you know, move to a new job um, that doesn't have a backlog yet. Um, I could do the same thing for them. I, think, I mean, isn't that kind of what like a PM does? <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. That's the exact job description I mean, of a project a, manager. Are you saying I'm a PM? <laughs> I'm not actually a developer. I'm a PM. Right. I know. I've got to confess something to you, <laughs> to you guys. Right. Um, this is a little bit, a little bit disturbing for me to realize. What, but um, we had had recently some talks about maybe doing a new pro uh, product and stuff like that, and. Honest to God, the thing that was making me the most excited about it was writing the spec for it. <laughs> I was just like, oh no, oh no. I've, it's happening, oh no. Star. What if I'm turning into <laughs> a manager? Like mm -hmm. what? Oh no, I, but I'm not managing anybody. Uh, <laughs> but it's still happening. And <laughs> it's okay, yeah. Star. We've, I've been there. I, I've done that. It's, uh, it's, it's totally fine. If there's a lot. I mean, this is part. This is partly why we built this freedom into the business, so that we can all go work on specs for products that may or may not happen, and and that can be fulfilling in itself. Yeah, maybe it seems nice because it's like the only time where I would actually fully understand the thing. 
You know, because once yeah. it's built, it's like too big and you can only really understand a part of it at once. And uh, yeah, well, writing, writing a spec is a very creative process, right? You have an infinite number of mm -hmm. possibilities in front of you and you're formulating something out of nothing. It's, it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I like, I like writing specs too. So, yeah. Well, I don't know. I've, I've been, uh, the past couple of weeks, I've been working through um, my backlog of uh, GitHub issues that have been assigned to me for way too long. And uh, some, of, some of the way I got through that was just unassigning them. And uh, <laughs> some of the way was actually doing some work. Yeah, but I, I can say that after having gotten through a lot of them, um, like not having those nagging at my, uh, in my subconscious is, is, a, is a little bit um, freeing. Um, but I think the key, a key for me is to kind of limit my exposure to the backlog, um, you know, at, at any one or any given moment and try to have like a more focused, um, yeah, try to focus my efforts in like on a small number of things I'm trying to accomplish and just let the backlog like, you know, exist down there wherever it lives. Yeah, I agree. I have a very hard time personally. Um dealing with lots of things happening at once and so my yeah. experience of um, our backlog of issues is kind of like that there's like a thousand things all you know yelling at me like star fix me um and that's hard for me to uh, deal with and so i tend to kind of uh almost almost uh, to excess sometimes you know try and push away extraneous things and just like work on a single thing yeah you know hopefully for you know, a week or two. So once, uh, like how, so do you guys have any, like, uh, any techniques, like how do you deal with burnout or do you, how do you prevent burnout in yourself? Have you noticed anything interesting, like in your own work lives? I've, I've definitely had some burnout over the last couple of years and, um, at least been trying seeing base. Maybe it's more like seeing that I could go there and, um, and trying to, trying to not go there. Um, so usually when I, when I start feeling like overwhelmed or if I'm, if I'm getting to that place, like I just, I just have to stop working for a while. Um, maybe it's a couple days, uh, maybe it's just going on vacation. Um, I'm probably getting pretty close to that point right now, to be honest, like it's, it's about time for a vacation, but, um, I think like just like actually taking time off and, and not having to like, if you don't feel like you're, um, you're stuck and that you just can't, you know, you got to keep trying and you can't, uh, kind of just reset or whatever. Um, that makes it a lot worse for me. So yeah, I don't know. Like we've been pretty good lately about taking time off. Like we took almost the entire month of December off, um, last year and I took off a month. I think I actually took off, uh, I was out like two months last year because of December. And then I, um, we had our, uh, second kid so yeah i did pretty good last year but still like i'm finding like i need to take that time um in order to maintain sanity yeah i similar i've had times of burnout during the past few years and those times looking back tend to come when i'm feeling very stressed about getting something done soon like you know something is broken or something is kind of broken and i know what the solution is and it takes you know a lot of work to get that solution uh and i just got to power through it and 
so the the times when I let myself just get get buried in, in that kind of work tends to contribute to feelings of burnout. And then uh, as far as solving it, I, I found that um, I, I know my body is telling me or my mind is telling me when it's time to take a break. Like it's like, uh, I start thinking about maybe it's time for a vacation. And when I start having those thoughts, it's time to take mm-hmm. a vacation. And if I, if I don't, then I'm going to get increasingly more burned out. Uh, if, I, if I just try to push through it, it just doesn't work. Uh, it just makes, yeah. it, makes it worse. And so and a vacation for me doesn't have to be two weeks in Hawaii that a lot of people often think about. Like that's really not a, a great vacation for me. I don't like being idle. I don't like doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So for me, like a vacation is I maybe take a Thursday and a Friday off in addition to the normal weekend, right? And that Thursday and Friday, I go work in my yard or I go for a long bike ride or, you know, usually stuff around the house. Mm-hmm. Maybe I go for a long drive and go see something different. You know, it's not um, going to Iceland, for example. Uh, yeah. So just just taking the time and and really being conscientious about not thinking about work. Like every time, because work comes back in, like that's just... <clears throat> It happens to me, like I think about it all the time. And so yeah. I have to actually actively, I guess it's like the behavioral therapy, the cognitive behavioral therapy, where I actively say, like, okay, you're thinking about work, stop thinking about work, you know, put that aside, mm-hmm. put it in the box and you'll, you'll, you'll be able to come back to that on Monday, right? Yeah. So I actually do like Hawaii, um, but I like it because one, I like the weather and the tropics and, and all that, but um I like to, uh, I like to go, if I go on vacation, I like to go somewhere where I'm not like attached to work, um, where it's, we're not like, there's not like an agenda or a structure to it. Like, I, I don't like going on vacations where you like feel forced, like you have to be making the best of it or something, or like making the most of, you know, sightseeing or something like that. Like I'm, I don't do tourism. So really like not well anyway. Um, so when I go on vacation though, I, I totally like, I don't like being idle either. So I, I totally make like, I have personal, personal goals and things I want to do and all that, that sort of thing, but it's just not work related. Um, I, I spend most of the, like, I love to read on vacation. Like I just like go and just like, you know, turn through books basically. Um, that plus like active things, um, like I, like you like bike riding, like, you know, you can just give yourself a schedule of like reading books and bike riding. And that would be um, like, that's my vacation right there. That's awesome. Um, So yeah. And then the other rule is just like to get away from like, you know, if you're, you know, sitting on the couch or something, you're going to want to like pick up the laptop and look at Slack or whatever. Um, It's just don't bring the laptop or just bring it, but leave it in the, you know, leave it under the bed or something. I try not to even turn it on. Unless, you know, obviously like we'd have a, if we're on call or something like, you know, you might want to bring it for that reason. Um, but that's what your, uh, you know, SMS is for. So SMS works most places in the world and, uh, you can kind of just leave the laptop under the bed. And, uh, I've gone on vacations where I, I literally just never even turned it on, like powered it on. It's, it's been there as kind of a safety net, but yeah, doesn't, doesn't have to consume you. Yeah, those are all good points. And I just wanted to add that, you know, I think it's really important that I, I think in general, developers are probably terrible at this. Uh, you know, you have to, like vacations are great and stuff, but that's a way to respond to something once it's happened, right? Um, it's a way to put out the fire and maybe you can, maybe you can keep the fire from starting 
or longer or something. And so I think it's really important to, you know, take time in your day, you know, for self-care because maybe vacations aren't possible. You know, maybe you don't have your own business and you can be like, you know, I'm heading out next week. See ya. And like, maybe you'll get fired if you do that. Um, but you know, it's possible to sort of check in on yourself on a daily basis, uh, to, you know, do self-care to some, take some time for yourself to like work through your, you know, whatever feelings you're having and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I just, I think that's, that's very important too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think one of the reasons back to the badger life thing, um, I, one of the reasons that we've designed things like they are, and over time we've been trying to make it more, you know, automate more systems and, and make it easier for us to take vacations and, and be outside of the business is so that we, we do have the opportunity to kind of use that, like use that sort of time, like use vacations as more preventative versus, um, uh, I forget how you put it, but you know, as, as a response to, um, a crisis that you're already having. Um, so like Ben was saying, like you, you said you kind of like, you take the vacation when you're, when you just, when you see the kind of the, um, the uh, symptoms of, uh, of the end result, which would be burnout. So like, if you're, you know, if you're starting to feel like, you know, man, I need, I really wish I could take a break, you know, go take one because we set the company that way, you know, or we yeah. set up the company that way. Yeah, that's great. I'm just saying not everybody yeah. lives a badger life. Right. No. So, yeah. But uh, I mean, we're kind of, we're kind of like saying like, this is the, this is the new, you know, this is the new way. Like this is the way people should live. Um, yeah. Well, before, right? I mean, yeah. that's kind of what we're saying. Yeah. Totally. Well, yeah, but some people can, they'll get no, fired I know. if they no, try. I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree with you, Star. Like we, sh yeah, it's nice it's to give like, practical advice for people who don't have the, you know. Yeah. So, you know. so here's, here's a, a suggestion. If you're in a situation where you, you can't, you don't have that flexibility uh, at a, at a company that I worked for several years ago, it was a, it was a consulting company. We did software development and our primary client was Microsoft. And at the time, Microsoft had a reputation for being very hard driving with their contractors. And so we were under a lot of time pressure all the time. And one thing that I learned from that situation, our, the owner of our company actually had a policy in place. It was called mental health days. And uh, it, was, it was the idea, you know, a lot of people are familiar with this. This is not like new stuff, but uh, it's a small thing that you can add to your organization if you don't have it, uh, or something you can advocate for. And that is, you don't have to take a sick day. You don't have to take a vacation. You can just take a mental health day, right? You can, you can, we had the ability, the flexibility to say to our boss, look, you know what? I'm, I got to take a break. I, I can't, tomorrow I, I need to take a day. And mm -hmm. like, that was always okay. And, you know, people, obviously people didn't abuse it or else it, it wouldn't have been okay for long. Uh, but it was really helpful to have that, that release valve and to say, I just need a, a small break today and I, I'm going to take it. Right. And, uh, that, that was great. And, and that really helped alleviate a lot yeah. of the pressure that we had in, in that environment. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That, that can also be kind of a way to like, cause it's, I think like for a lot of like more like typical employee situations, like it's harder to signal, like if you're having a hard time, it's, it's hard to signal like to people that that's, you know, that you are right. Because it's, um, it's a little bit stigmatized. And, and if there's no like, system for dealing with it in place, you feel like, you know, what, what do I do? Like, there's not really anything you can do, um, where you don't feel like you're putting some, you know, you're putting the rest of your coworkers out or whatever. 
Um, at least that's how I assume it would feel. Um, Star, what, what kinds of things, um, do you have any like, uh, like specific things that you, you think are good to do on a daily basis, um, versus like, you know, taking, taking large chunks of time away? Like what, what's the more like, uh, routine maintenance, like daily stuff that, that people, people can do or that works for you? Um, yeah, I guess it just depends on like your individual situation. Right. But I think, um, you know, taking some time, uh, try and, uh, practice some mindfulness, maybe try and, you know, take some time to think through your day, uh, try and do whatever makes like burnout to me is like exposure to stress for too long. Right. Um, mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to be working 80 hours a week to get burned out. You could work 20 hours a week and get burned out. Um, if those 20 hours are extremely stressful and, so pretty much anything that will reduce your perception of that stress, I think is very uh, useful. And, you know, it's just going to vary depending on your circumstances yeah, uh, and all that. DHH uh, said an interesting thing in his RailsConf um, talk when he was talking about how he, uh, he kind of got burnt out um, working on Basecamp at one point. And it, I think, he, as I recall, it was like, right, it was before, it was before they had decided to build uh, version 3. Yeah, And he said that, um, you know, in like 37 signals, like there at the time, like, you know, and well, really all along, it's always been like the sustainable, like they kind of started this like sustainable work movement. So it's weird for, you know, like the CTO to, to be having burnout. And if he's, you know, living this dream life, um, in this, you know, this low pressure organization. But I think his point was like, he was, it wasn't because he was working too hard. It was because he was, um, he was not working on the right things and he wasn't feeling, uh, fulfilled in like what he was doing. Like he was, I, I assume like he was just looking at this backlog, you know, like we've been talking about, like, it's just, nothing is really, you know, doing it oh, for you. Like, um, so it's not necessarily about overworking. It could also just be about like not being, uh, creatively engaged or, um, or just not being fulfilled in, in the work that you are doing. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Like uh, feeling that the work that you are doing doesn't make any difference. Or it doesn't matter, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's kind of, it's a similar thing to the whole infinite backlog, right? Like, what does it matter if I fix this bug because there's just a thousand more bugs to fix? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the, Which, uh, the phrase that yeah. I remember from that, that keynote was, it wasn't that he was overworked, it's that he was underpurposed. He didn't feel it. Yeah, he had, that, that, had that purpose. yeah, that's good. Underpurposed. Jo Josh, you reminded me when you asked Star about those those daily maintenance things. One thing I learned from Star a few years ago was go take a walk. Like I, I remember yeah, yeah. seeing in our Slack, Star would be like, "I'm going for a walk," and I'm looking at the clock, and it's like <laughs> I don't know, twelve thirty or whatever. It's just some random time. Like it doesn't matter when it was, but I was like, "Oh, that's that's a good idea." Like, and he yeah. he comes back and he's ready to do some more work, and I'm like, "I'm gonna try that." And so I I started doing more walks, and uh, that's good stuff. <laughs> Highly, highly yeah, walks, my, man. <laughs> my problem is that I go for the walk and then I just don't want to come back. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like, I just want to keep walking. <laughs> then keep walking. Well, it helps yeah. to have like a set walk, <laughs> like you're walking in a, along a path and then you get back to your car or whatever, you know. Yeah. Your house. I have a pretty good, I have a couple good loops um, from my house that I like to take, which end up bringing me back eventually. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think we may be coming up on time. Um, you, yeah. Okay with you guys if we wrap up? Sure. Yeah. Wouldn't want to burn ourselves out. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm podcasting.
God, I'm so sick of I mean, podcasting, guys. We want to be doing this for a while, right? Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. You got to feed the beast. It's one a week. The people demand their their found request. If they don't get it, I don't even want to know, <laughs> know what's happen going to happen. You know, pitchforks, torches, probably, probably be scary. Yeah. I mean, we've been doing pretty well so far. Um, and actually, we're we're recording we're recording another doubleheader or whatever today. So, um, yeah. I think well, as always, right. it's been great talking to you guys and, uh, well, we'll, uh, see you later. All right. Um, uh, what's something I can say? I'm well, running I, out. Of, I'm running out. Of, like, again next week. I could Same go through, time, um, channel. in the, uh, in the spirit of badger life. Um, I could, I could, uh, repeat our, uh, some of the core values that we, um, had outlined in the article that we mentioned earlier. <laughs> Um, which I think for me kind of summarizes like how we do things. And that is that, uh, these are kind of in order of, uh, significance. Um, family is more important than work. Uh, health is more important than success and financial independence is more important than being rich. Love it. What a great sentiment to end on. And, you know, I've got to ask, are we too legit to quit? I don't think so. I did. That was pretty good, wasn't it? That was good. That's good. We got to start dropping this too legit thing so so we can finally get that shirt done. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, we have too legit to ship. Yeah. The shirt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, it was great talking to you guys, and I'll uh, I'll catch you next time. All right. That was good. And, See you guys. Okay. Bye. ThunderQuest is a weekly podcast by the founders of Honey Badger. Zero instrumentation, 360-degree coverage of errors, outages, and service degradations for your web apps. If you have a web app, you need it. Available at honeybadger.io. Want more from the founders? Go to founderquestpodcast.com. That's one word. You can access our huge back catalog or sign up for our newsletter to get exclusive VIP content. FounderQuest is available on iTunes, Spotify, and other purveyors of fine podcasts. We'll see you next week.